0: Hey everyone, and welcome to another edition of Thrive Student Ministries for All. Um, This is Jeremiah and Kenzie, and Kenzie, I'm just gonna like jump right on in.
1: Do
0: it. Um, I don't know if you've been living under a rock recently.
1: I have, I'm always under a <laughs> rock. <Iraq.
0: laughs> but, um, man, it has just been, I've been realizing a lot more recently how our world and our society just seems to be so polarizing.
1: I will say I've noticed that even from under my rock. So yeah, <laughs> it's pretty bad.
0: Um, and it's just really sad to to see how, you know, with everything going on, that it, we just have to seem like we have to choose one thing or the other. Yeah. You know, I mean, yes, like we're in our country right now, we're under this, um, we have a, a very big presidential election um, and that's huge for us. Um, and, and yes, in that you do have to choose how you feel, but like, It just seems like with everything, like we have to choose one way or the highway almost.
1: Yeah, and I feel like there's like almost a elimination of tolerance of either side. Like if you are on one side, you therefore must hate the other. Like there's not even like the grace of, I'm gonna hear this other side out. And it just kind of takes the the love element out of it. Like you have to be on this side and you can't extend love to the other side, which makes for a lot of and arguments and just yeah. bad feels yeah. all the way
0: around now now hear us say like this is not everybody like we know that we totally know that people are able to do this and like able to have freeful discussions but it just seems like um it just seems ramped up right now and you know not even just the political sphere, but all around us. Even when we're talking about Christianity, like there's just so many discussions that it just seems very polarizing. And so um, we wanna talk today about how to love our neighbors. Um, And I don't know if y'all know, but in Vestavia and in our city, this is Love Your Neighbor Week. Um, One of the clubs at the high school, um, the Habitat for Humanity Club, they're having a whole week just dedicated to helping us love our neighbor. And Kinsey, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is a very big theme in the Bible.
1: Oh my gosh, yes, Jeremiah, funny that you say that. I mean, you know, you and I were talking about this earlier and I, growing up in the church, my dad's a pastor. I was in Sunday school all the time. I heard this, love your neighbor as yourself and attributed it only to Jesus. And I was like, man, what a radical dude. Like he was telling <laughs> folks to love your neighbor as yourself. Man, that was crazy. But the thing was, this is brought up in the Old Testament, Mm -hmm. and this is a Levitical law thing that we see all throughout Scripture that the people of God are supposed to be following. And so it wasn't so much this new groovy idea that Jesus just came up with on the spot with a cool little parable about the Good Samaritan, like this was something that everyone was supposed to be abiding by, and they weren't doing it. And Jesus is like, okay, let's figure out a new way to talk about it. Let me illustrate it in a way that's not presented ever before. And I think it's kind of interesting to look at how we are now of, are we loving our neighbors? Do we need to take another look, a new perspective like Jesus was encouraging people to do in the gospels? But yeah, we see it all the time, which means pretty important. If it's mentioned a couple times in the Bible, We should pay attention to it.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, I think we talk about love so often. And, you know, it's just something that I don't think we can talk enough about. You know, and, you know, Jesus gives us the perfect example, clearly. I mean, he was perfect. But it's, you know, for, for Jesus, like, it wasn't it didn't matter who it was, right? Right? I mean, he could sit down and talk to anybody mm-hmm. and have very differing views. Oh, yeah. And it was a, hey, let's sit at the table. Mm-hmm. And let's come to the table and sit there and talk. And that's what's beautiful, I don't know if y'all know this, but that's what's beautiful about the communion table, because the communion table is supposed to be this like massive table, where everyone can come and feast, regardless of who you are, where you come from, and you're supposed to be able to come and be a part of that family. And it's just, for me, it's it's hard to see that we've become almost so intolerable, all of us, like me included, of, you know, sitting here and going, Hey, I don't like you because you do this. Yeah. yeah you know? Or hey, you you look really just strange today. So I'm not don't gonna talk to. Don't call me you.
1: out like that, Jeremiah.
0: Oh, <laughs> um, but yeah. like, we do this yeah. so often. Oh, for sure. for you sure. know, like driving down the road. I mean, like, you know, were so quick to judge or to mm-hmm. do these different things. And we just don't love our neighbors, Kenzie.
1: Yeah, and I was thinking about, you know, what does neighbor mean when Jesus says it? And I mean, this is the question that prompts the Good Samaritan parable. And while it's not in Scripture, I've been thinking about it today, and really the only two criteria for a neighbor is a person Mm. within your sphere of influence. Yeah, You know, like somebody you're going to come in contact with throughout the day, and because you come in contact with them, you have the job to be the face of Jesus, and the hands and feet of him, and part of the body of Christ. And um, I think so often we just like you're saying, we want to put people in boxes. Yeah. You just don't like people in
0: boxes.
1: (laughs) And that's what the Good Samaritan shows. If like, it doesn't matter your ethnicity, your political ideologies, where you live, who you are, what your job is. Like he's knocking down all of these boundaries that humans impose to keep from loving each other because we don't want to. And it's just crazy when we look at it and we're like, love your neighbor. And we say that so simply, and it is simple. But we make it so So complicated and we put so many restraints around ourselves of, well, they're not my neighbor because they don't live in my zip code. Well, not really what (laughs) Jesus meant, but we try to justify ourselves. and I mean, I'm not saying, you know, I don't do that because, of course, I do that. But it's not quite what we mean when we say love your neighbor as yourself and you don't want to do the bare minimum when it comes to loving your neighbor because you wouldn't want somebody doing the bare minimum to you. Right. I think again, that whole put yourself in somebody else's shoes, it's completely overused. But when you think about the truth behind that statement, like by golly, like that is convicting yeah. right there of let me examine how I've lived that out the past week and let me look at the 10,000 ways I've failed at that. And it's like, shoot, yeah. I need to figure this out.
0: Yeah. And I loved um, just a kind of a precursor to what's coming up this Sunday. Um, we're gonna look at some some new curriculum and new ways for Sunday school and Sunday night. And for one of the things we're looking at is, we're looking at Zacchaeus and the way that Jesus embodied just yeah. like knowing who Zacchaeus was, the fact that he knew his name, the fact that He just was like, hey, I'm coming to your house. I am coming to sit at your home and eat in your place. And what I love about that story and what's so impactful, you can set aside the fact that like, yes, he was a tax collector and yes, he turned his life around. That's, That's a great story in itself. But the fact that Christ knew his name and the fact that Christ knows every single one of our names that's powerful in itself and i think it's for us a key lesson that we need to get to know each other's names oh yeah you know and so i want to challenge us that the people that we interact with um the 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 people the neighbors in our spheres just a simple hey what's your name you don't even have to have more than a 10-minute conversation with somebody to ask them their names but like the person at the grocery store, as they're checking you out, hey, how was your day? What's your name? You know, yes, it may seem a little weird in our society, but like it can go such a long way and I think would mean so much more in our society if we all were just like, we get to know each other. Yeah. Like we want to truly dive deep and get to know each other. And so I was convicted by that as I was reading the lesson for the Sunday, I was convicted by it because it was like, how many people in my sphere, in my neighborhood, in the people that I interact with every single day, who are the people that I'm just like, like, uh, hey, and make it seem like I know them, but don't really know their name.
1: Yeah, I'll say something that, I don't know when I started doing this, or who brought it up, I know that I didn't come up with it, because I'm not this clever, but whenever I'm like driving down the road, you see cars all around you, and recognizing that there's a, person mm. in that car that mm. has a life just as complicated as yours. Mm. It's almost overwhelming to think yeah. about because I mean, I drive 65 every day and I get on seeing everybody I'm driving with and against and I'm like every single person not only has a life as tough as mine, but God loves them yeah. as much as I believe he loves me. And what does that mean for my calling? Yeah. And I think once we're able to relate to people as people mm. and truly love them as yourself and think Okay, they're struggling in school just like I am. They're having problems with their friendships just like I am. How do I need somebody to step up and love me right now and let me turn and do that for somebody else? I think once you humanize people, which sounds weird to even think about, but once you realize and connect and relate, it's hard not to love somebody, you know? You see somebody running down the street jogging in the morning or waiting at a crosswalk and you think, man, they have a life that's hard. Let me at least pray for them might yeah. not be able to love everybody that you see, yeah. like intentionally and personally like that, but you can lift up a, a prayer and say, God, I don't know what they're going through, but I know it's a lot. Mm-hmm. Let me just, just rain down your love on them, please. Yeah.
0: Well, I think right now it's, it's hard because we can't smile as much, right? Because we have these masks on. Yeah. I mean, we can smile, but like, right. but we can't, you know. Nobody knows it. it. They don't <laughs> see it. I mean, I saw somebody in the grocery store yesterday. They like, I was kind of walking by and they started kind of backing up and, they realized I was standing there and they were like, oh my gosh, so sorry. And I was standing there smiling like, oh, yeah. to try to be like, it's fine. And I didn't think they realized I was smiling. Yeah, was like, they
1: probably thought you were so mad. Yeah,
0: and they like right <laughs> down the, their window, I was like, so sorry. I was like, no, no, it's fine. Like yeah. i was sitting here smiling, but they had no clue. Yeah, right. And I, kind of what I love, cause I know we gotta wrap up here, but like there's a song that kind of popped in my head and I can't remember the name of it, but there's a song, it's, it's older, but the artist talks about how every single day we, inter- we interact with people that truly are going through stuff. You know, the, the, the single mom who is trying to wrangle her kids and you may not know she's a single mom and she's struggling to like, you know, get them together or whatever and you're sitting there and you're annoyed. You know, but you don't know what they're going through or the maybe the the um, person at school who just gets, is annoyed with you and um, for some odd reason and you just can't figure it out why, they may be going through something at home, mm-hmm. you know? And so I think we get so annoyed by people, people driving on the interstates and they're cutting you off or whatever, they may be rushing to go to something that you have no idea what they're rushing to get home right, to. Right. They might have gotten a call that somebody is sick or whatever. And I think we're so quick to judge. And I mean, I'm getting convicted as I'm talking know, right now. Same. And it's just like, we just, we have to try our hardest to love. Yeah. And I don't know about y'all, but I'm gonna try, challenge myself to truly try not to be so divisive and i think if each of us try oh my gosh maybe we start a ripple effect yeah. and who knows maybe maybe just maybe we'll see a lot more jesus around us
1: yeah i think um whenever you said song my wheels started turning what song is he talking about? Yeah. And I don't know if this is the one you're thinking of, but give me your eyes by Jeremy Camp. Maybe it says dance. give me your eyes for just one second. Give me your eyes so that I can see everything that I've been missing. Give me your love for humanity. Yeah. Good gracious. That's so good. And I just think, you know, like you said, if we all do our part, again, it's hard to dislike people once you see them as yourself, truly. So, love your neighbor. Love as your neighbor. Yourself.
0: So friends, if you've made it this far listening to us, um, I hope that today, this entire week, your entire life, strive to love your neighbor. Dive deep. See where Jesus, see where the entire Bible is all about loving your neighbor. Not just the people right down the road, but the people you interact with each and every day. Y'all have an amazing day. If you have questions for us, see if you have anything about the Bible, about your faith, let us know. Know that we love you and we hope that you love all around you. Have a great day.
1: Bye guys.